0: Hello, welcome to Foto Ego episode 36, Um, sort of technically 35, there was a 34th episode which is now not online, so I took it down for a couple of reasons, but anyway, um, so I'm doing two episodes this week just to kind of make up for it, because fair's fair, isn't it? Um, I just wanted to talk about ego, as always. (laughs) <laughs> um and how it's falter finally the title of the podcast is brought into the action, in actual episode it's falter falter ego um no i just wanted to talk about ego and how how or i suppose our sense of self and like the narrative of who we are like how we identify ourselves the things we buy into um, often um, make us sort of foot soldiers of um capitalism and 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 therefore by extension many forms of suffering because i've had an interesting experience recently so there's been a few sort of compounding uh multifaceted problems have all come together and intersected. And I feel like I'm living on a kind of uh, fault line, an existential fault line, <laughs> um, partly age. You know, I turned 40, partly uh, trauma, not, not nothing awful, but you know, my, my I, I confronted my mother's dementia for the first, not confronted in the sense of <laughs> I screamed in her face you are not you do not have to imagine i just, just deny that she had it to her face no like i i was face to face with it for the first time i had to to confront it the reality of it which was a lot uh, my father passed away at like a, two a week two weeks before i turned 40 um then inflation um just the reality of money, uh, life, a mortgage, which in some senses I'm privileged to even have one, you know, that I even have my foot on the property market at all. Um, work drying up a bit slash it, uh, just the work that I have done being simultaneously exactly what I want to be doing, but very <laughs> dissatisfying, um, in other respects, like really this is, this is what it means to be at the top of your game in Australia. It's like, wow. Okay. Why even fucking bother? Um, and then, um, but it's all right. Cause I'm studying psychology, which is fantastic and I love it. So that's fine. And then also just, uh, uh, some stuff related to my, my daughter and her health, um, which has popped up, nothing life threatening, but just such a health thing that is now going to absorb more of, my time and attention to so all of these sort of things. And it's, it, it just, you know, I've never valued materialism really. I've never wanted the posh holidays and, you know, I've, and I've never been unhappy because, you know, I have a friend taking selfies on a yacht and I'm not there. You know, I'm just like, I, I try to practice sympathetic joy, you know, Oh, good for them. You know, I'm very happy meditating uh looking out at the birds in the trees you know we both we both having a great time his great time happens to take the form of a floating aquatic vessel mine is birds you know um I I don't need that so I've I've never been the money person anyway all of this recently I've come to question um well, even before inflation and all of that, I was questioning, like, why the hell do we all obsess over houses? But something something interesting happened recently, which is that because of all of these compounding factors, I really want to dedicate more time to just my own health, well-being, focusing on studies to build the next phase of my life and my career, which is, you know, hopefully to move into clinical psychology uh, integrated with um, an Eastern focus. Um you know, my wife also, she's had a hard time in her career. I've got people around me who focus really hard on their careers and they're all like sick. They're all just really sick. You see photographs of them and they're just staring. These, you know, some of these people on yachts aren't happy <laughs> in the photographs, you know what I mean? I mean, they're momentarily happy that they're on the yacht, but their face says... I'm going to die really young. You know, they look stressed and drawn and thin and not just unwell. Like they just did, you know, it's just not going well for them inside. Like, so it's just, yeah. And like I said, my wife just, you know, her job was just a lot. It was a lot, you know. And so I've, I've been thinking about, and I've been discussing this with my my wife about do we downsize a bit do we sell our house and because houses are stupid and they go up in value if we've we use you know we've obviously got the the mortgage we owe the bank but if we sell if we sold the house for the same price we bought it we just get we'd have no mortgage again but because it's gone up in value, we'll actually get some money out of selling the house. What if we then use that to buy somewhere either a bit smaller or just a bit further away from Sydney, which will then be cheaper? Which will then mean that the money we've made by selling the house means we pay off the house completely. And we just have we just live a life of utter freedom. While we go through this awkward phase of realigning our careers and focus and and not fucking stress, being stressed out all the time. And so we can focus on our kids health, not just her physical health, but just, you know, just make sure she's got like two happy parents who have a bit of who work. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I want to do this so that me and my wife can live a life of leisure. It's more that at the moment I'm working my ass off and I'm barely making ends meet. So, what's the point? Um, but so I can have more time with her, we can just be like, have a bit extra time to cook nice things slowly rather than this rushed, fuck, I've got to get back to, <laughs> I've got to chop these carrots, and fuck, here's a bowl of fucking hummus, and then do that, cookie, Eddie, I've got to go back to work deadlines so I can almost afford (laughs) to live you know what's the point anyway so we've been really looking at the maths of it you know and like where can we move and blah 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 and we've you know amazingly found some places that are you know it's almost around the corner geographically I mean it's like you know further five minutes away from Sydney oh no woe is me I'm not near the place I rarely go to um that mean we could pretty much, you know, wipe our mortgage out because the difference in, you know, they're so much cheaper than where we're at and our one's gone up. Again, very lucky that that is the case. It might not all work out. Um, who knows, the markets might change and whatnot and it can happen. But um, and we have, we're not totally sold on the idea of mo- of moving but you know we're just toying with the idea because it just seems the correct thing to do is just focus on health and well-being and career and get all those things sorted without shaving off years of your life by being stressed out of your mind all the time and worrying and every time a bill you know comes through the letterbox you're just like fuck you know and travel to show my kid the world i can't you know at this rate I'm not she's not going to see outside foreign soil until she's backpacking on her own determinism. I'm not going to be able to afford to take her anywhere overseas um, and that's such an important part of broadening your horizons and experiencing different cultures you know it's a huge part um, so like anyway but the interesting thing is you you mentioned this to people, human beings. Some of some of them get it. Usually people who are close to you and who care, you know, for your ongoing well being and health and all these sorts of things. And are like, oh great, that's such a Yeah, of course. You know, when you're seventy and you have some chronic illness from stress, you're not gonna be looking back and going, Oh, I'm so glad I lived in a slightly larger house and worked my ass off for it, <laughs> you know. Um but other people, so I say there's a ratio of, of about four to one. So the one is the people who are supportive. The four is everyone else who look at you like you're mad and actively talk you down. And not not that this, this is you know not that it comes from a place of malice, not that it comes from a place of you know these are smart people, so it's also not coming from a place of um, ignorance or stupidity. Uh, in many ways, it's coming from a place of expertise because they know. You know that a lot of them are in property. Some of them are in finance or whatever. Um, and they're just no, no, no. You can't. No, no, you can't. No, you can't sell the house. What are you talking about? Oh my goodness! No, no, you've got to stay. You're not allowed to leave. <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh no, you can never possibly sell your house. You can never leave. <laughs> what are you doing i'm just trying to have a reasonable conversation these are perfectly valid reasons get your hands off my throat you know it's just like what are you it's just this sort of like the look in their eyes you can you can never possibly leave and no no stay just got to push through you got to push through just work hard just work really hard for a few years. If if you're struggling, you know if the mortgage repayments just seem a bit blah, and you're not able to you know go on holidays because this you've got this black hole that's sucking money out of you, and just you know, and you've you know you've got to push through. That's your nest egg, hand over to your kid when you're eighty. So why I'm forty years old? Why am I thinking ahead to? I'm not going to make eighty at this rate. You know, and all I'm talking about is moving into a slightly smaller house. It's not like I'm saying I'm going to go and live in a yurt in a in a garbage dump somewhere, and just you know, fashion clothes out of discarded TV remotes, <laughs> whatever that would look like. You know, um, build clogs out of two uh, iPhone 13 uh, Pluses, one on each foot. hollow, hollow them out, uh, take out where the battery used to be, slip your foot in there. It's a perfectly functional slipper. Um, and those <laughs> screens don't crack, protective footwear. Um, where's that going? Jesus Christ. It's not like I'm saying, we're saying these sorts of things, you know. It's just, hey, guys, yeah, we're just thinking maybe, we'll be happy, we'll force ourselves, we'll practice contentment, yes, and live in something slightly smaller or even the same size that's slightly further away uh, and just get our life in, just stop having like inflammatory fucking skin psoriasis and panic attacks or whatever, stress, grey hair, waking up in the middle of the night, just cogitating, how oh, the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? Oh, fuck. fuck, 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 what am I going to do? You know, on top of, you know, the fact that working that hard will by definition mean, you know, not putting the care and attention into my kid. And she'll just grow up in front of screens and have these two, like parents rushing out of the door every morning, you know, to get to work and to, meet, you know, deadlines and stuff. Um, and also, you know, I, it's not like I'm shunning a career. I'm, I'm proactively embracing quite a straight-laced career. You know, I'm, I'm really actually quite excited to be a clinical psychologist, you know. Um, maybe I'll still write comedy on the side. I've got no idea. Um, I've always enjoyed comedy more when it's not been my bread and butter, to be honest. I've always enjoyed it when I had like a shit... I enjoyed comedy more when I had a shit job on the side. Not a shit job, actually. Even the job was nice. I used, to, I used to teach English as a foreign language. And that's how I paid for life. And then in the evenings, I would do stand-up. And I fucking enjoyed it. You know, I got more enjoyment out of that than writing comedy as a living uh, and being stressed about it, you know. But it's, uh, who knows what I'll do with that. But... Um, it's just, it's just, it's the, it's the absolute, um, certainty that you are off your rocker and that you're committing some sort of adult, cry, some sort of adult world, um, via crime or violation or you've, you've, you've broken the grown-up code, you know, you must never pursue personal happiness, you know. I mean, Bhutan, is that the country that's got, instead of gross domestic product, they have gross domestic happiness? You know, being happy is more important. Um, It's just interesting that people think that instead of... that you should throw your kind of child's health and your own health um, under the bus... To protect a building, rather than throwing the building under the bus to protect your kid, you know. And again, I'm not talking We're not talking about living in a fucking yurt and wearing <laughs> iPhones as slippers. <laughs> um, not many people do talk about that. Um, Which is literally just you know downsizing. You know, we've got oh, we're very lucky. We moved out of Sydney to the northern beaches, and at the time um there seemed there was a dip in property prices because of covid and so we you know we got somewhere really nice it's got two gardens like well, not, not gardens is like but there's a strip of grass down the side of the house and there's a, and there's a patch of grass at the back and maybe we might just move somewhere that's only got one patch of grass you know and it's just what it doesn't matter if you've then got the freedom to develop a career move into a career at your own pace without trying to, you know, or if my wife has just a bit of extra time to get on, you know, just focus on her own health and balance that with career rather than just working like an absolute machine 18 hours a day and have, you know, just being exhausted all the time. And whenever you get a cold or a flu, you know, it's you. You know, just absolutely destroys you rather than you kind of getting over it a bit quicker because you're so stressed and so unhealthy and we're both just sitting down for you know 12 hours a day or whatever silly why aren't these the priorities why is ha it, it's but you, you know you mentioned yeah we just want to focus on health and blast no no come on just push through you got to keep working just work work for a few years push through this nasty inflation patch and you'll come out the other side of it with what? The same house and more. <laughs> still, still got the mortgage. Paying it off for 20 years. Still not traveling. Still not having heaps of free time. On the other side, we'll have what? Well, worse health problems. And why is the met the only metric? Anyway, this is where ego comes in, right? And it's 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 interesting that. You know, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Freud, but I can. It's moments like this where you can sort of see. It, feel, it feels a bit like you're kind of that philosopher in Plato's cave that's popped outside the cave. You know, where the you know the the allegory of the cave, where there's people chained and their heads are fastened to face one way in a sort of clockwork orange kind of you know fixed view, point of view kind of vibe and they can see shadows dancing on the wall and as far as we're there where they're aware that's the world you know and then the cave the, the philosopher breaks free goes up and sees that the shadows are actually cast by people moving outside the entrance to the cave and so on and so forth eventually they trace you know the people to what's casting the shadow which is the sun and you know and then they're blinded by the sun and they come back to the cave and they, they appear like they're rambling and mad. The people of bright lights. <laughs> These are just shadows. So what the fuck are you talking about? But people people get very stuck in their sort of paradigm. And when and, and I guess it's it's alarming. I would say it's probably alarming when someone comes along and says, Yeah, you know the whole rat race. Thing that you've dedicated your life to for the sake of bricks and mortar that guess what? You don't even get to take with you when you're dead. Some other fucker will get it, you know? Um, And all the stress and all the, you know, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, I don't buy into it. I'm going to just focus on being happy. So, oh, because so suddenly that, that would be quite disorienting, wouldn't it? Because suddenly, like, oh, but that's what I've, (laughs) that's how I, that's my entire identity is hard work, bricks and mortar, have the house, the fence, the fucking, you know, two point whatever kids. Yeah, no, but that's, I think it's, I'm not doing that. So bye. So, oh, suddenly, you know, the ego leaps in. Because that's how you've chosen to live your life, you kind of feel that necessary to foist it on someone else. Probably very consciously out of care. I mean, if, if you think that's the right thing to do, I'm not saying these people are like malicious. It's all coming from an extremely good place. But it is a point of view. It's not, it's not an objective science. So it's just the emphatic nature of their advice. It's quite amusing. But it it goes to show, and you know, this is how it, there's a there's a e- ego means there's a uh, there's a self interest there in making sure someone else doesn't break free from that uh, paradigm, because if they do, it sort of undermines everything you've kind of how you've chosen to live your life. If if somebody else can get out and be happy, then it suddenly makes you, the way you've chosen to live, like, oh, no, that kind of undermines my entire, the premise of my existence, you know. So suddenly to self-protect, you know, the narrative of who you are as a person and who you've chosen to be kind, there's an ego based motivation there, isn't there to convince other people to live the way you do? Because if they don't, then that makes the way you've chosen to do it less sort of objectively correct. It suddenly does just become a choice. Suddenly does just become, um, your position is weaker, and how you've chosen to live your life suddenly becomes you know, less uh, makes a bit less sense, which is worrying and disconcerting. It's disconcerting when other people can be a bit um, not brave, but cavalier enough to to folk embrace their own happiness versus what we've been told to do, which is buy the property and you know. And again, most of the people who have heaps of money, um, I would say by and large, the happiest people I've met have very little. Um, And the people who have a lot have an outward appearance of a great life, but their face tells a different story. Um, There's a drawn... Um one sort of sickness to them, I mean they look fucking stressed um and again you know you're happy on a yacht I'm happy looking at birds um I'm happy reading a book you know it's just it's just but the people who have very little I've noticed are often extremely happy, but that's you can't advertise that on telly can you Want to be happy? Then buy nothing. It's just hard to sell that, isn't it? It's hard to sell less. You've always got to want more. You know, Apple Apple would get in a lot of trouble if they the new iPhone had fewer cameras on it. The new iPhone 16. Uh, we took the camera off, actually, altogether. No cameras. It's got fewer features. What? You can't sell... You can't sell something to people if it's less than what they've already got. You've always got to want more, 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 more. Um, but do you really need that? Then the answer is definitely no, definitely no. So I've just found it, it's I've found it an interesting experience to see capitalism leap to its own defence by puppeteering or ventriloquizing human beings as its foot soldiers no no you got you can't you not no you can't you can't downsize and be happy please please please, please be ba- please be barely making ends meet and working really hard please you know it's just odd it's very odd um so anyway i thought i just i just wanted to reflect on that. it's just it's just Why, why is it, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to observe how detached we are from what, what makes us happy and what's important. Again, you know, these conversations are often in the context of, you know, just with our daughter, um, her health, Wanting to focus on her a bit more. You know, we felt like we've been both been a bit too busy and she suffered for that. And um, you know, we've not been around as much as we'd like to. And, you know, jazz is shifting his career in a bit of a weird lull, you know, um, just to articulate all that. No, no, you've got to stay. The building is the most important thing. You know, no one, not few, few people are clapping you on the back. As if having a smaller house is somehow a crime. <laughs> um, a small house and more time on your hands. More freedom. Less stress. As why, why aren't any of those benefits factored in? How do you put a price on those? Well, that's the interesting thing as well, isn't it? That the price of property goes up and up. The price of well-being just has never, it's the same as it always has been 50,000 years ago. If you're happy, you're happy. You can't, that doesn't get more or less important over time. But if only happiness, the importance of happiness increased at the rate that inflation did, if only people prioritized their own well-being because every year on year the banks said, actually happiness is worth even more. Now, all right, well, they will definitely now now I've got a metric against which to measure whether or not I quit my job. You know, if, you, if your job's making you miserable, because misery doesn't have a negative financial value, you can't argue that against, yeah, but the salary's good, isn't it? That's again why some people I know who have lots of money um, are very sad. <laughs> because ironically earning money comes at a cost. Um, there's lots of lovely ways to make money, very and you know. But there's under such pressure to own to buy the big 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 thing with the big swimming pool and have the big parties and go on the big posh holidays. Um but the holidays are an escape from and you have to have the holiday because you need to get away from your life. <laughs> That's the thing. I want my life to be nice. I don't want my whole, I don't want 80% of my existence to be shit. But then be satisfied with that because I took a selfie in front of the fucking Eiffel Tower. So yeah, but I went to Paris last year. Look at the photographs I have of Paris. Did you did I tell you I went to Paris? Yeah, you need to tell me you went to Paris. To somehow validate the fact that from eight thirty in the morning till seven p m at night you're a fucking drone you're a cog <laughs> you know um, it's just fascinating to me how quickly people leap to the just just aghast at this reprioritization of values um like I said, people who I've the happiest people I've met don't have much. And some of the most mentally unwell people I've met have a lot. Um might be, of course, that doesn't that might just be correlation, not causation. I'm not saying that having money makes you sad, but clearly the things you have to do to make that money probably makes you quite sad. If I could just give if somebody just gave you lots of money, you'd probably be quite happy, but it's the the stress and the deadlines and the time away from loved ones and the, you know, the coffee and the wine to keep you chill and all that. None of it's good. The lack of exercise, the sitting down, you know, constant cortisol. Um, None of these things, none of these things help. And of course, like I said, there are lots of lovely ways, probably relaxing, calm ways to make money. Uh, and be fine, rewarding and fulfilling ways, but um, it's not always the case, is it? Um, otherwise, we'd all be doing it. Um, but again, I just I'll finish here. But it's just it's yeah, I guess it's it's also ego's role in um, defending that that model that paradigm, because that because that's how you that's that's why capitalism benefits from ego. Because if the majority of people, their existence is a, you know, nine to five or a job or whatever, meeting someone who's not that suddenly undermines the story of who you are that you've bought into and have to protect. Because otherwise, if your life has been utterly pointless or you've done something for no reason, well, that's that's a pretty dispiriting proposition, isn't it? Oh, my life's been worthless and pointless. Whoops. Oh, I've been stressed for no reason. You know? Um, but that's why capitalism can rely on ego to be its um, strongest defender, you know? E- capitalism can always have ego in its corner because we don't... It, it, we thanks to ego we will quash or feel the need to quash someone that rattles our ego because we've we put all our chips on everyone puts all their chips on i don't they all the choices i've made are right all the choices i've made are correct i've you know um, that's why, that's why old people often who've lived bad lives or, you know, um, abused, physically abused their kids, smacked them around or something. Don't try not to reflect on it or change their minds in their eighties. Cause once you've re- you're so near the finish line at that point, you don't want to start going, Oh, maybe you just want to go, no, no, I, everything I did was the right way. <laughs> that's, you know. You get calcified in your views because being wobbly in your views opens you up to the possibility that you are wrong and you fucked up and maybe, you know, you're 80% lovely but 20% a piece of shit. And that's uncomfortable. It's not nice to think that, right? Or similarly with this example, it's not nice if, if you've just come from a really stressful day in a commute, you meet your friend in the pub and say, so what, you know, what are your big plans this year? Um, yeah, just shunning shunning societal expectations to focus on spiritual well-being and happiness. Oh, uh, no, no. I thought you were going to tell me about how bad your week was and, oh, my boss and, you know. Because that's what we're all supposed to do, right? For money, yes, to buy the big thing. Just don't buy a big thing. Just buy a medium thing, and be the amount difference between medium and big happier. <laughs> it's just, I you know, this is the thing. I'll stop. But <laughs> he says, I mean, th- this is the problem when you're looking over property thing, you know, listings online. You know, I, was, I was looking over one with a, a friend, and I uh, said, yeah, well maybe you know, we're thinking of lots of options. Maybe moving out. Maybe portioning off a part of our house and airbnb that out to, you know, the in, you know, the income from that will hopefully reduce our mortgage payments a bit. But then I thought, why? The amount of money it's going to take to set up that part of the house so I can share my house with strangers, just to keep hold of a house. And even then, the amount of money we would earn from letting out that one room isn't going to, we still have to work pretty hard. And also yet again, our daughter, time, health. We need to focus on her. Does she really need to grow up with people underneath her bedroom? You know, it's just, uh. so again, it feels like a lot of effort there is going into protecting bricks rather than protecting a kid. Anyway, looking at a property thing, I say, what about this one? This looks really nice. Yeah, but it doesn't have... It's got one less room or something, you know, or it's you know, oh, it's five minutes past the, you know. It's a, it's a ten minute walk to the shops instead of five minutes, and it's the thing is you can quantify all those things. That's the problem, right? The property listing can say recently refurbished kitchen or whatever. What it doesn't say is um, comes with um, not panic attacks or comes with not crippling night terrors or, you know, addition, additional feature, um, your wife having a better sleep or additional feature, your you know, comes with parents who are more around for their kid. Like none of those things are factored into how, you know, what we choose to spend our money on or how we live or, do you know what I mean? All you can, so people are able to point out, or oh, it doesn't have, The house you live in now has this thing. Like, yeah, I know, but it's making everyone in the house sick. (laughs) That's not not listed on the property listing, is it? Yes, it doesn't. Yes, it's a bit smaller, but it comes with uh, recently refurbished happiness, you know? People only can look at the physical material aspects, not what that, what it moving there would represent for your life. Um, anyway, I just found that interesting. I find it interesting that, that, yeah, how ego and the lives we lead just, you know, we have to hold on to the belief that we've done the right thing, don't we? And uh, for that reason, cap- capitalism will probably win for a long time. And will will make us all ill, because we will defend it for the sake of um, protecting our sense of self. It's a bit daft, isn't it? Anyway, um, thank you for listening to this episode. I um, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for. Oh, it's my dog. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast you can support it on patreon speaking of capitalism um, patreon uh, slash I think it's just jazz twemlow you support the podcast in there and if you enjoyed it just you know mention it to someone verbally not telepathically it's not possible yet um, or just write it on a piece of paper and slide it to them in a bar just to freak them out um, anyway That's been uh, episode 36. Thanks for listening and chat to you again in two weeks. Thank you very much.